And we are back. Welcome to the On the 50 Yard Line podcast. Um, it's me and Gio today. What's up? Um, we got somebody else in the room, but he's just in the room. So you might hear a voice every once in a while. My guy Tank over there. What's going on? What's going on, people? What's going on? So I don't know if you guys, I, I didn't get to see, watch it live on Sports Center on ESPN today. I just, I just watched some clips when I was looking up some notes and whatnot. But uh, Ray Lewis. This guy, like, I just wish, like, people that get away with murder and shit like that would learn to go the fuck away. Damn. Like, don't talk about Damn, that shit. Dang. Like, you see what happened to OJ, bro? OJ damn ass want to write a book about if I did do it and all this other bullshit. Where OJ ass at now? In jail. Damn. And karma always come back on your ass. Whoa, whoa, but I don't feel like Ray, I don't, I don't want to say Ray Rice. I don't feel like Ray Lewis did it, though. It's not. That's not the point, but he has some type of involvement with it. And this goes back to the, uh, remember last year with the Ray Rice shit, and he got on ESPN and it was like, there's some things you can cover up and there's some things that you can't. I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens and them. Yeah, and it's man. like, come on, man. Like, you get, like, he did something, bro. But he didn't do nothing. He, you, man, you can believe that shit. But I anyway. I think he did nothing. He probably was there, bro. No, he was definitely there. He was there. definitely there. And he definitely, I mean, I, the way I was reading this story, is like he definitely was saying that he snitched. Honestly, he took a plea deal. That's what I was reading it as. He took a misdemeanor deal instead of a felony, bro. So, and he snitched on two of his friends. And I was thinking like, okay, hold on now. Is he saying what I think he's saying? And to me, I took it as this man was saying he snitched. But then he tried to like go in and throw in some some things like, I know what young black men go through this these days. You know, he started preaching like the old, old Ray Lewis that we know he is, you know. And it seems like every time he's talking, he's talking like he's giving a goddamn uh, football speech before a game. It's like, nigga, you fucking feel good about everything. You see the shit where it's like, uh, um, he was like, shouting. first of all, they are four or five freaking inches shorter than me, right? Why would I fight somebody anyway? Like, motherfuckers ain't out here exactly. beating bitches that's goddamn fucking a foot shorter than them. Like, I don't mean shit, Ray Lewis. Like, it sounded like he was saying, like, I wish a nigga would try Ray Lewis. I'm too big for that shit. I'm the type that break up fights, not start fights. Like, nigga, what? But see, like, you know, you know, it's motherfuckers that, like, a lot of, if you ever notice, like, a lot of, like, certain dudes, they don't get in the fights and they always remove themselves from the situation, not because of their scare, but because they know what they can do. And maybe Ray Lewis is one of those types where it's like, I don't need to beat nobody ass because I know I'm going to beat their ass. It ain't going to be no fight. I'm Ray Lewis, motherfucker. And then he started doing his dancing shit out there. Now, this whole thing is crazy because, honestly, Got to put it out there. I was too damn young to even remember this whole story or read the fucking details about it. Really ever read the details of how this whole trial went together. But this is basically him talking about a scene where something happened with two of his friends got into it and someone hit his friend over the head with a bottle in Atlanta. So he's saying that Atlanta will always hunt him. So that's why I was saying I would go get the books because I needed to go check this shit out for myself. I was too young to even know when this shit was happening, but I would love to know, like, every single detail about this investigation, because I, at one point in time, I thought I heard something about, like, him having, like, blood on a tuxedo jacket or, like, covering up a limo and, and they all couldn't find things. that shit. Right. Yeah, really. So it's like, I, I do want to, like, find out a lot more about this. That's what well, I'm we saying. This book has intrigued me, so I might go cop that shit. Just saying. You know, they also asked him about, like, Ray Lewis, if, if you didn't kill nobody or you had nothing to do with it, why would you pay for the funerals and give them money? And, and then, like I was saying earlier, I think the book, it could be like Statues of Limitations is already up. So he can probably talk about it, honestly. 
And, but I think his yeah. boys, he done Karma, snitched on some uh, guys bitch. out there. You know Karma's a bitch. He living too good of a life right now to go back to that shit and get involved in some bullshit like that. I feel like it's only a matter of time before Shut he Shut up, Ray. Don't ever say <laughs> shit. That's how I'm feeling now. Well, I just speak, changed everything. Speaking of people who should probably shut up, you know, I, I caught the other day uh, Johnny Manziel getting on Twitter to tweet the situation out of, about what happened, I was just like, right. you shouldn't do that because you stay away from social media mm-hmm. in general. But um, if you guys, some of you guys don't know, him and his girl, they got into a little spat. Um, I, don't, I think it was like over the weekend or sometime. I don't, I can't remember yeah, when exactly, it was, but it just came to light. Right. And uh, basically, they argued in the car. She called the cops, said that he had bashed her head against the window a couple times and struck her. And... Um, she was fearful for her life. The cops came, just to give you, just to give you guys the rundown. The cops came. Um, they smelled alcohol on Johnny, but they said he wasn't intoxicated. On the other hand, she was a white girl wasted. So, um, so many crazy ass reports coming out because when I first heard this thing come out the other day, I think it was maybe Monday morning. It supposedly happened Monday, and then they broke the story like, but somewhere between the Monday night game. Or something like that. Or maybe it was Sunday. Either one. But the way I was hearing this story was like, you know, Johnny Manziel was drinking that morning, but he wasn't drunk before. And he, you know, I was thinking like they maybe took some sobriety tests and, you know, it was like really, really low. Mm-hmm. And that's why they let him just drive on along. But you start reading a little bit more details and he's like really putting his hands on this woman. It makes you think like... I can understand why some people are saying he should be suspended right now. That's true. And then, you know, the the, the investigation is also necessary because as you also continue to read into the details, so from one side, you've got uh, some other people calling 911. Like one caller said there's a lady in the passenger seat trying to jump out, and this guy is poking her and rubbing her neck. And um, in another 911 call, you could hear Manziel, you know, pleading with her to get off the phone and whatnot. Right. But as I said, like, when they pulled her over, when they pulled him over, she had bloodshot eyes, her uh, speech was slurred, uh, not slurred, slurred, and she was having trouble focusing. She acted belligerently towards the cop and the good Samaritan who tried to help. But to some people's credit, like, you have to wonder, should Johnny Manziel, like, I guess be on the, the commissioner's, what, what, was that? what was the name of that shit? The, all that shit that Greg Hardy... And that AP was on last year. The commissioner's exempt list or some shit like that. It could be that. That could be the time. They That's why I was there before, say. after. After like, the little evidence presented against him, though. They got shit. They, no, they got him. basically they got put on the exempt list because people on the outside world was you know bitching and fussing right, about okay. shit. So let's go ahead and sit them, but we gonna still. And pay the thing them. is, is like we know Greg Hardy whooped somebody's ass. We just don't know exactly how bad that ass whooping was. So and you know and he still and got she paid her off. She paid she paid him off. Well, he paid her right. off, and she didn't want to go to court. So he never got charged, which was why some people were saying he really shouldn't have been suspended in the exactly. first place. Exactly. But I mean, and then I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. If you suspended Greg Hardy, then maybe we don't know how how we know what Johnny Manziel did exactly. But he probably should, you know, get some kind of consequences for this. You know, I was reading the the whole whole thing. How it popped up in my mind was this. I guess this chick, Christine, from uh, USA Today, she wrote a little article about it and was saying, like, you know, why should he be exempt from what happened to Ray Rice and all these other people? And she also put, like, crazy people's mug shots from, like, different sports athletes. And the crazy part was about it. It was, like, way more, you know, I guess she was trying to say it was way more black people than white people. But, I mean... She has a valid point. I mean... I mean, she definitely has valid points. The first time that a white man beat somebody up, yeah, he needs to be suspended, too. 
I'm just fucking saying. And, and that's fair, but it's always like, you always have to, I really, and like, I, I, to the people listening, I am not, I am not blaming anybody. Just hear me out, because I know how some of you motherfuckers like to, you know, halfway listen and then just get on Twitter and start typing. Not, but sometimes you have to be real careful with these investigations and stuff, though, because mm-hmm. not to say that she's lying, but when you, he, she's drunk, he's sober, she's accused him of cheating and trying to right. talk to the other girl. She's throwing his shit out the car. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's so many things that factor into it because when they, when they pulled up, they noticed that she had like a, a little small bruise on her wrist, like somebody had grabbed her wrist. Mm-hmm. But like, if she was getting her head smashed into the window, like they, they didn't see there was no like proof of that, and mm-hmm. I mean like I don't that that only means so much. You can read right. into that what you want though, but for the talk of him in this trouble right now, honestly, until they get some things situated, he he really just might right. need to be deactivated. Now, now, okay, I also got this one little part up in here is uh where I guess camera footage. Somebody saw this camera footage, a dash cam from the police car. And they were able to, like, make out what was going on and how this whole thing went about. So, it's like, officer says, what happened today? You guys obviously in this car. And he was, I guess he's wondering, like, why are you on the side of the road? And then, um, uh, Johnny Manziel's girlfriend says, he's like, I don't know. He's hitting me a couple of times. And the officer says, while you were in the car? And then she says, yes, but I don't want to. Please don't make, and then it kind of like blurs out a little bit and says, please don't. Like the officer was possibly maybe, you know, she was kind of pleading to him, probably talking reckless and was saying like, uh, he did hit me, but I don't want to send him to jail and all that stuff. Because like a smart bitch would do, because you know, if this man's <laughs> making money, you don't want to blow that. Because, hey, That's Frank true. Rice ain't get a job. He's still unemployed, so you don't fuck some shit up like that. So she but see, but right see, that's thing. why you got you got to be scared. You, you can't say you can't you can't she say that's the right thing. She got ass beating, bro. But she knows. I'm about to say you can't say that's you can't see see that that's the thing. You can't say that's the right thing now because we don't know. We we see Johnny on the outside. Now we know there are women in the world who don't say things to keep their man happy, and they still go home and get that ass whooped. Some of them get murdered. And so for her sake, but that's why I, that's not the direction I was going in. Right. But it's it's just like I don't know. Domestic violence cases really are just sometimes they're, right. they're the issue that's tough to talk about because you deal with um, the and fact that people are scared to like when it comes to celebrities, especially even athletes. Like we we look at athletes and one like they're they're heroes for what they do on the field, on the court, mm-hmm. on the on the mound, and stuff like that. But then. You still gotta remember, like, damn, some of these motherfuckers are pieces of shit, <laughs> and it's like you don't want to think about them that way. Yeah. But like, like I said, domestic violence—it's—it's it's a real touchy subject. At the man. end of the day, I mean, there is no real investigation. The officer said that both their stories checked out, and he let them drive on their person's, you know, way. But it's gonna be people out here, you know, people that got their agendas, bro. And they are gonna feel like this is the time that they need to come up and speak for all the women. And this is what happened, and this is, you know, he should not be exempt from getting suspended or some kind of suspension. Of course, but I, so, I was reading one article. We'll one see these, what it turns into audit to, but go ahead. I was reading one article, one of these, um, black, uh, no, I'm saying blacktivist. Uh, pro, that that could be a word, that could be a word, though. Uh, pro-black, <laughs> nice, nice word. pro-black, you know, motherfuckers. This guy wrote an article about uh, Johnny Manziel, uh, grew up, he's rich, he's white, quarterback in the NFL. Why isn't he sitting? And, like, now it's been turned into a race. Like, that's one thing I hate. Like, sometimes I feel it's justified. Sometimes it's not. But, what, you know, you know, since we're speaking of the, 
mentioning racial shit real quick, something that we need to talk about that, you know, we didn't include in our list, though, is this this Kirk Cousins, DC, RG3 thing, which it really has nothing to do with RG3, because, like, we got we, we to gotta preface this argument, because I don't know what you're going to say, because we didn't discuss this yet. This is, this is some, like, real life shit. Yeah, hey, I don't so, even know where you're um, going with this. Now, when I say this, this is not me clamoring to get RG3 back on the field because honestly I don't think he should ever play another snap again for the Redskins though but it, it's it's bullshit that Damn. the coverage between how the coverage on our, uh, Kirk Cousins and the way the media the coach are treating Kirk Cousins and the, the way they talk about him compared to RG3 and it's such a double standard you know you read the shit that Bomani Jones is out there saying um and a lot of arts, this this is a hot topic right now. And it's just like, why? Uh, I don't know if you if you heard Jay Gruden's interview earlier this week. Uh, not interview, post-game shit. We was talking about Kirk Cousins and how uh, the wind was one of the reasons why he threw an interception and that there's just so much pressure on him right now. And it's just like, really, you babying this man like this? Well, I remember last year... <clears throat> Was okay. it the Buccaneers game where he just tore RG3 apart like in the press conference? Like, RG3 should have did this. He should have yeah. did that. Like, yeah. that's some bullshit, man. Like, I mean, but like I was saying earlier, at this point, Kirk Cousins is like Jay Gruden. If this doesn't work out, I mean, you got to look to fucking fire this guy. You and see, we're going to get into our coaches on the hot seat in we a second. We are going to get into it. But, like, but like go ahead and keep going. He saw, it's like. What, he, what's because what? this is his guy. This is Jay Gruden's guy. This is who he wanted. Exactly. This is who he appointed to, coach, to run this team for this year. And he, and I think they've made it pretty clear that they're not even looking RG 3s way. They put him third on the damn depth chart. They had him fucking practicing in fucking safety at one point in time. That was some bullshit. Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? And, and it, you know, it's like, man. If, if this is how you're going to go with, man, he, he needs to take some blame for this now because we know that we've, we've agreed that they have a decent defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got some offensive weapons. I don't know what's going on with that running back situation because Alpha Morris. Oh, man, Alpha Morris, he just completely done fell off a cliff. Now, yeah, like. and I mean, you it's some, it's some things that you could, you could sit there and say, okay, this is bad, this is bad. but It's, it's him mean, at this point. Yeah, you got to blame <laughs> him for something like Atlanta game. You throw a pick right in overtime. Even though that receiver slipped, that still you you it was nowhere near for that receiver. He had no business trying to he had no business <laughs> right. trying to make that throw. Right. So it's like, man, yeah, this is Jay Gruden's guy. You know, I, you know how I feel about Jay Gruden at this point. So. And you know, it's funny that Andy Dalton's sitting here having the best year of his career, mm-hmm. and he had the last last year was the year that he was still getting some of that Jay Gruden filth off him. Like you remember how Kanye Maybe said Jay Gruden was holding him back. You remember how Kanye Ooh. said that after he left Amber Rose, he had to take like 30 showers before he got with Kim? Right. That's what last year was for Andy Dalton. That was his 30 showers. And uh, just getting all that damn Jay Gruden filth and funk off right. of him because he definitely held that man back. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then we seeing Andy Dalton just excel at the, the rate that he's going if he keeps this up. Right. And we seeing uh, the fact that Kirk Cousins is literally like... And, you know, to this point also, fuck you, Mike Shanahan, because I love how... The, oh, the week was, they win the game, how all of a sudden he can be a great quarterback. He has the potential to be a top ten quarterback. I love when Mike Shanahan jumps in there and, and, and says, he don't say nothing, bro. They don't <laughs> they don't bring up his quotes. They don't say nothing about this man after the bad games. Man, only the good ones. It'd be like uh, I think he came out and had like maybe two quotes, and like the first one was like, "He's a franchise quarterback, and he's gonna be one of the best." He's a fucking you know pussy, he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the future later on down the line and all this other stuff and. And then he came out and, like, threw some more icing on the cake uh, two weeks ago, you know. But 
I don't know what the fuck Mike Shanahan was looking at because I ain't seen it so far. Even though you know I ain't that hard on Kirk Cousins as you are, I but I've seen it like I he throws what, I he throws interceptions at such a high rate is it's disturbing. I see the mistakes, but then I also see him do a game winning drive on the Eagles and win a fucking game. Too. No, just because he torments y'all, bro. No, I'm not saying it's just against us. I'm not saying it's just against us. Who else is he, bro? Who else is he doing this to? Who else to? did they beat? They, they won two games. Right, so, let's see. Hold on. He blew the Dolphins game. Then they won. They beat the Rams in week two. Because, remember, they ran the ball down the Rams. He didn't do it. They ran oh, okay. The ball they ran, the that's what it was. Okay. Because they both, they both dudes ran for like 100 yards or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, I could, You know, lost. I don't know what they're really asking him to do. I don't know if they're asking him to just manage games or just go out there and win games. He, there's throws that he has to make. He's really no better than RG3. Like, in that in that position in overtime, I felt like that was a position where you got to go out there and win that game, and he blew it. But see, like, they're supposed to be built off of just playing defense and running the ball. That's what they're supposed to do, but... Yeah, man. I mean, he, I don't know, he might be one of those streaky players. I don't know. Might but, be. Hey, I, I just, you know how I'm feeling. I, I'm, I'm thinking Jay Gruden should take all the blame for this. Because all before, we already, we, we I think we had, um like, already given uh, Kirk Cousins, like, the good role as, like, a good backup. He's a good backup. You know, he was saying that. You know, Kirk Cousins is a good backup. Your quarterback goes down, he can definitely come in and win you a few games. And he's only won one. But he only won <laughs> one, but he wasn't doing shit. Or give your chance, uh, your team a chance to win a game if your starting quarterback goes down. But he'll give you a chance way. and blow it. And also, to you guys that's um, listening, just know that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing interceptions at an extremely high rate, way higher than he has any other year in his career. But, like, you know, the picks are being dropped. And it's only so much luck that he has, and this is what happens every season. And when you take into account Ryan Fitzpatrick history and the Jets' history of, you know, just blowing shit that they shouldn't, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I, I support the black man, Ty Bowles. You are the man. I'm loving what you're doing with that defense, though. But it, history is against you, man. I'm sorry. Like, this shit, it might, you might implode, and it can get really ugly towards the end of the season, you know. It's funny that they're training up right now and they're looking so good. Imagine if they beat the Patriots Sunday. Right, I got I actually picked them already. I'm just going to go ahead and. Score. Hey, I don't. I don't even think it would be an upset. I'm. I, I think I, they're both good teams. Yeah, Great it's not team. really an upset. I mean, and this is another game we'll get into in a second. Let, let's go ahead and get to our coaches on the hot seat. All right, all right, that's fine. So, um, give me a couple names in mind. Okay, who I had on the hot seat: Jay Gruden, uh, Kevin Wizard Hunt. Um, where is it? Uh, Jim Caldwell and uh, the Jags coaches. Um, uh, Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley. And you know, I, I actually wrote an article about the Jaguars. You know, check out otfwild.com. wrote that a couple of days ago. And situation with Gus Bradley, I just, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of what they did in Jacksonville, but he, as a coach, he's failing. Mm-hmm. It's, the roster is definitely flawed, and I understand the defense. The defense has actually regressed from last year. And, you know, last year they finished top six in sacks. They tied for six. Um, right now they're on pace for 32 sacks to finish the season. That's not good at all. Uh, yeah. They're not getting any pressure. Uh, the secondary is bad. Like, players they expected to be great this year. Uh, not, well, great for them. Chris Clemens, Telvin Smith, Jonathan Cyprian, they're all struggling heavily. Really struggling. Uh, and, and, you know, and the thing about this team is, like, I mean, the one good thing about them, I think, is you can say that the offense has, like, gotten some – Receiving pieces, but they're lacking their like consistent running back, 
And I mean, because the, the the offense the offensive line is decent run blocking. They're horrible pass blocking. Right, but line. and then but he st- I mean Blake Burroughs still gets the ball out because he is too. I feel like I'm, I was honestly trying to think about it earlier before I even say this, but I honestly feel like the Jaguars got a pretty good wide receiver duo, and they, they might be one of the best in the league. They're one of the the better. I say one of the better ones because you know you you don't have to look too far. You go look in Tampa Bay. You know, right. they, they got there's some there's some good ones, you know, out there in Denver also. Um But well boy, they I mean they they're, they're definitely they're, they're training up and they're both yeah. young. These guys those three players right there, they're all young. And when you make exactly. sense, they're still Thomas. Julius Thomas he's uh he he had number wise he had a good game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of drops struggle with that. But you know, he he's coming back from injury, exactly. hasn't played in a minute, working in but they got that that's that, that receiving group all together and you still got young players like Rashad Green. Um, Marquise Lee is looking like a typical SoCal receiver, so right. unfortunately, he's just going to be around. He's not mm-hmm. going to be the playmaker they thought he was, even though he came along at the end of last year, but that was 2014. It's 2015. Can't too much worry about what, what he's done done. Got to worry about it now. But, um, but yeah, this I, I just kind of feel like they got some some building some pieces on offense. I mean, you get back in there in a draft, but, I mean, I'm still – Putting Gus Bradley on the hot seat though. Well, fair enough. Just you know, in my mind. Yeah, one and five right now is not a good look. You know, he's eight and thirty since he's gotten to Jacksonville. And right, and then he had the Bills coming up on Sunday over in London. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling like okay, I I am picking them to upset the Bills just because neutral environment. I just kind of feel like maybe that foreign you know crowd might uh, you know. Give the Jaguars just a bit of a, a little bit more boost, and then the Bills are just freaking hurt like right now. I just feel like offense is hurt, and you have to put up points in this league. So, right now, just to add on um, another name on there, we still can't forget Chuck Pagano. He's still uh, I see Ken. How did I forget about? Okay, I, okay. The only reason I didn't I didn't do that better because I feel like the Colts are honestly trending up more than these teams I just mentioned. Oh, no, that, that damn punt call still, bro. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that, if there was that one was play stupid. that could get a motherfucker fired. That was stupid, but were they, do we really think they were going to beat the Patriots, though? They were in the game, bro. They was down by they one were. touchdown. In that game, remember, they turned the ball over on that mm-hmm. play, they and were. they scored a touchdown, that was it. They were, but I mean... Do we really think they were? Well, well can we really say they're trending up just because they beat three shitty teams? This, this is what this is what they do every year. They beat the teams right. in the division. That was like three okay. quick wins. Okay, you're right. Because I had the same standards for the Dolphins right now at this point. Oh no, the Dolphins are trending up to me. And like I said, I wrote whoa, an article whoa, about whoa, that whoa, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wrote an article about that too. Whoa. You know why they're trending up, bro? Because they're doing what they should have been doing in the first place. I, but but then uh it's gonna Granted it was just the Titans, granted it was just the Titans. And then next who they have? who they have this week? Oh um, the shit. Texans. I mean, but but you can't say what that. It, you, they you can't they, they dominated them. Though. You can't take away from what the Colts did because they played the same team. I can't. The, 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 the Colts struggled. The te- I can tell you now. You we saw what the Colts struggled barely to beat the Titans. Now the Dolphins dominated Let, them. Let's hold off on. The, I mean, you already wrote the article already. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not anointing them anything. And I said that in the article. I said I'm not anointing Dan Campbell as anything like but whole, a logical man. Like that you, whole tougher. Like I, I, I think he said something about um, being aggressive. Like you know, they ran the, just being more. They tougher. ran the ball. Can't wait. Can't four sacks in the first half. Exactly. This is what they did. No more two gapping with the defensive linemen. They're just letting them go get it. They don't have to think. That's the problem with a lot of coaches. Like um, of course I'm gonna bring my team in real quick. But last year still couldn't get pressure for shit because you had. Line you could have uh, said the Bills, because that's basically what the case with Maury Williams was talking about. Well, no, nah, he got them dropping in the coverage, because, you know, they run the 3-4, four, 4-3 four, hybrid right. type thing. 
But um, basically, just coaches overthink shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just, run, let's just go get the quarterback. That's what they get paid to do. That's what they want to do. Boy, Kaepernick is horrible. You know, we're also watching the Thursday night game. I like Kaepernick. I, I, I want to like him more, but, you know, he's pretty. He stinks, man. Yeah, they need to <laughs> convert him to a wide receiver guy. He, he don't read defense. I don't, I don't think he's a good quarterback, honestly. Nah, that, that Jim Harbaugh magic wore, wore off, basically. Had that man looking decent. I mean, I, don't, I heard somebody talking about um, bringing in a decent, somebody that can like challenge him and make him a little bit better. Because, I mean, they felt like Alex Smith was the reason that he was playing that hard. I mean, you know, the young guy just coming in, you know, a year in. And how did he go so bad something. for goddamn for the Chiefs too? Like, jeez. All right, all right, but we'll go back to what we're talking about. <laughs> we're getting all off subject. We're yeah. keeping it in order. Nah, we. I mean, we. There's not too many other names that we can Chuck, name. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, Chuck Pagano. I don't think they're gonna fire Lovey Smith, but no, they gotta look no, no, because you got. I mean, now Ken Wizard. I, I still think he's got an easy chance of being on. You know, ousted. Yeah. Because that team is like. You know, what's funny to me, like, th- just thinking of Mariota, Jameis, and, you know, like, that they they won their first game. Everybody was hyped off of them. They they blew the Colts game. We were still thinking the Colts was a good team at the time. It was now, crazy because first game with the Titans, yo, they look like, they look like, yo, this is what the offense, this is what they, you know, the adjustments that they made for, um, for Mariota. Like, he was getting the ball out quick. I mean, it was like. Really had some really good things going on that first week, and then it was Maybe like less every week after. <laughs> exactly, the next few weeks after that has been terrible to watch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nah, fuck that, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. And I and, and then I want to know is um is Mariota out this Sunday? Because he mean, might be. He got he basically he I'm got the same it. type of injury that Big Ben got right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they're gonna try and see. It's not to the same degree, but it, it, that that shit. I think it was a dirty hit. I don't think he meant to injure him or try to injure him, but it was a dirty hit. It was yeah. unnecessary. He get fine. He got fined for it. He did. I don't think he did. Yeah, but um, man, it was like the Titans. Yeah, they they definitely trending down. But I mean, this could take a little bit of pressure off him. But he's still on the hot seat because they can be so much better. Right. Yeah. That's, oh, my fault. Now, um, you think John Harbaugh's on the hot seat if they, if they continue? Like, say the the, the Ravens go like three and thirteen. Not really, and the reason is because he's a Super Bowl winning coach in this league. True. I mean, you don't just get rid of a Super Bowl winning coach in this <laughs> you league. You know, he on the, uh, the SoCal short list. Right. It's just the idea to go. I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, you don't see and, too many coaches take that step back. Right, and, and then you can, I mean, it, it, I mean, you got to get more weapons for uh, Flacco. They're not, they, that, that's the Ravens in general. They, that's, they've never been known for wide receivers, that's, have they? That is crazy. Because Ozzy can't hit on that. Like, he can hit on late-round picks. He can't hit on wide receivers. It's like, your best, all these good receivers that came out, like, these past few years, and it's like, <laughs> they draft the one that gets overhyped the most. Uh-huh. They don't even play because he always hurt. It's crazy. Like, wow. The one receiver that got overhyped more than anybody in the draft, and they get him. <laughs> and their best guy is about to retire next year. He's playing with a fucking broken back. Exactly. Saucing motherfuckers. Balling. Oldest guy, I mean, god damn, he make young guys look like fools, and he's going to leave y'all next year. Y'all better get something together. Uh, Forsett had that 100-yard game against y'all. And he had another one the next week. He had another one the next week. But, man, god. that man, ain't It's the Mark Tressman effect. 
And the defense is just falling apart after Terrell Suggs went down. The secondary. Secondary is boo boo. And yeah, this team. They shouldn't have gave it Pernell McPhee. But. You, know, um, you have to put faith in the Super Bowl winning coach. He's going to turn around. I thought you was about to say quarterback because I'm not. Hell no. no. <laughs> I thought you was about to say put faith in Flacco. No, I mean, and you don't just fire the coach. That's what you're talking about. True shit, true shit. Um. We're going to hit on a couple of news real quick before we uh, go into talking about some important matchups this weekend. Um, Percy Harvin, it's been like a ass of conflicting news reports today talking about, yeah. is he going to retire? Does he just want more money? Um, more money? Yeah, you know how. What the fuck said that? But Percy's a headache, though. You know, at, even Rex said he didn't know where he was at. Rex also said he didn't know where Percy was at. Yeah, yeah. Now, Percy's that. been a headache. Um, that's why he flamed out in Minnesota. Seattle got him out of there with the swiftness. Um, the Bills, he's the Bills' problem. The Jets didn't want to resign. They kind of let it be known during the season they wasn't going to resign him. Yeah. It, it's something something that we don't know about Percy Harvin, man. You know, He's a it's kinda like It's kind of like when you heard those stories. Or I'm, this is a totally, completely different person. But it's kind of like when you heard those stories about Players like um, like Ocho Cinco or uh, uh, um, Brandon Marshall or uh, or Terrell Owens, it's like he could be just bad for the locker room. Cause I mean, I remember I did hear that one story where he was like trying to fight Russell Wilson or some shit in Seattle. He punched Golden Tate in the you face. You know, he man. said the guys wasn't black enough for him or some shit. Well, like he that. punched Golden <laughs> Tate in the face. <laughs> like, like it could be a whole. This dude could really be have like a really bad issue that we don't even know about and we won't find out. Like. For like years down the road, bro. His talent doesn't warrant it. I'm sorry. And he is always hurt, bro. He's always hurt, and he—he's never been a, a dynamic receiver. He's a playmaker. He is. You, with you, with you the know, ball in his hands, he's one of the best athletes in the fucking league. Like always dangerous, but he ain't never healthy. We never see a whole 16 game sample size for this guy. We never get to see it ever. Doubt we ever will, but um, never will. And you know, if you, I don't know what's going on. I mean, from what I've heard, I heard that it was he's not really injured, but he is injured. I guess from like nagging injuries from previous injuries. And Rex Ryan said he's excused for personal reasons. And but I mean, I don't know what's going on. We're gonna just have to wait and see what happens, but. You know, the thing about rumors is, is somebody had to say it, so. Mm-hmm. It comes from somewhere. Exactly. I don't give every story that breaks on, like, ESPN or it's a rumor or you read it. Some of them aren't true, but, I mean, nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten, they heard it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, that That was that whole thing about Stephen A. That one time when he was getting on Kevin Durant. Like, he heard it from somewhere. You know, it's not like he just pulled that shit out of his ass. About Kevin Durant wanting to go to L.A. That shit was real. But rumors start somewhere, man. So, Percy Harvin could be about to retire. We just don't know yet. No, you know, with all these damn injuries, I don't blame him. I mean, like, what's the point of even playing? I remember with the Seahawks, bro, like, that man, they they traded him. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't play half the season, came to the Saints game, then he got hit a couple times, now he got a migraine, now a concussion. Didn't play again to the Super Bowl, got off. He got a Super Bowl. I man, mean, just take your ass home. You been, got a national championship from college, bro. He's been like, overpaid just... for years. I mean, you won a Super Bowl. I hoped you were saving that money, and you can retire, bro, because your body is really worn down, and when you get old, you're going to really be fucked up. So he might as well just go ahead and call it quits, man. 
And, you well, know, you know it's hard for some people to walk away from the game. And, you know, we got some news. Don't really have any great details about it. But uh, Jeremiah Ratliff is a pretty good defensive tackle for the Bears. Got released today. And this uh, this comes after, you know, the police were called up to Hallis Hall, um, Bears headquarters. You know, he got into an argument with the, the GM, Ryan Pace. And... The cops came up. They escorted him out of there. Next thing you know, he's being released. And he had a like a four million dollar contract. He has uh, like a year, a couple years left on it or so. So as um, the details get out, check out the Twitter page on the fifty yard line. We'll, we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Probably get a little article out of that too. Um, but that, that's that's interesting. You know, you know people get cut every day. Like if, if now if this was before he got cut, if the argument happened before he got cut, that's one thing. If it happened afterwards, that motherfucker crazy. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers get cut every day, and so if you if you if you rolling up on the down GM with the hostility, yeah, swift hostility, yeah, you got some issues. Yeah. But um, one of the games that we're gonna talk about, which we, we might as well go ahead and lead this, make this a little segue, talk about some of the games that that uh, matter. Uh, just because you're an NFC East guy, uh, Giants Cowboys, you know Matt Castle is going to be starting this weekend. Um, personally, I think Matt Castle is a bum. He's been a bum since 2010. Just picked him up on your fantasy team. No, I did. I picked James. I picked James. Oh, okay. You changed it. Fanduel. It was Fanduel. I think he's a bum, but you know, hey, every bum has a good day. They got oh, Brandon. They got Brandon Wheaton out of there. Where, you know, this motherfucker lost 11 straight games, bro. Like, how do you do that shit, bro? Man. How do you get that many opportunities? Cause he's white. But that's oh, another. Oh, that's another oh, conversation, hey, though. I'm not. We're not gonna, we're gonna talk about <laughs> that. But, uh, that. Cause he's white. I mean, how you lose 11 straight games and get the play though, bro? Like, hey, you man. get opportunities, man. He's won some games, man. You know? When did he win, bro? Matt Castle. Are we still talking about Matt Castle. Oh, we, oh I was talking about Brady. We, but Matt oh, Castle. Okay. Uh, his, his last his last meaningful start was him throwing five picks against the Patriots last year, bro. We got him. It was his old <laughs> team. I mean, you know, he won. He's won some games. He was a starting quarterback one time in this league. I mean. That something, I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but they, I don't personally feel like them putting him is their best option of winning the game right now. It might be a better option than um, Brandon Wheaton. I think he is, bro. I don't think so because I just kind of feel like, okay, Brandon Wheaton was with them last year. I'm pretty sure he was with them last year. He might have been with them for the last. Their offense is barely better than Okay, he's been probably with them for the last year or so. And he, I'm pretty sure he knows more of the playbook. Than Matt they, they, they still losing games with him, right? But I mean, how how like how many plays can you actually like? In two you, weeks? you can't even like really use your offense with a guy. And, and the th- same thing is going on with the uh the the um Vic situation with the Steelers. No, you, no, I had nothing to do. You with can't it, tell me you wasn't a little, just a tiny bit happy that Michael Vick got hurt because y'all can finally use was, your whole playbook. I was happy. But I mean, the, the him not knowing the playbook wasn't the issue. It's the fact that he's just not a he doesn't have any football intelligence. I'm glad he's y'all headache. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm glad he's y'all headache now. <laughs> but you know, let that man earn his two million and get the fuck out. That's all I'm saying. Either he even if they cut him, bro, he, they still have to pay him. So that's why I'm like, just go right. ahead and cut the man, pay him the money. The money's gone now. You don't sign the contract away. Very but we gotta wait for Ben to come back before that move can happen. Right? But I mean, man, I, I just don't feel like Matt Castle is. That option is about to get them wins, like, right now. Like, I feel like the Giants are going to take this one just because. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened week one? 
Yeah, and you know, they go- just got embarrassed Monday night. I'm gonna roll with the Cowboys because of that that crazy ass motherfucker Greg Hardy, and Randy Gregory <laughs> should be back this game too, and so that's gonna give them a chance for that that right. defensive line to just terrorize the Giants' offensive line. Marshall Newhouse is some shit. That really could happen. Uh, he was getting bullied the other night. Get massive. Get I mean, just like have Matt Castle like uh, uh, just a good. Solid run game, and I'm hoping that this is the week that we see Christian Michael. Yeah, that he's starting this week. Exactly. That that right there is enough to actually like maybe give them that edge. But mm-hmm. I'm going with the angry, mad men Giants, man. I'm going mm-hmm. with those guys, man. They gotta be pissed off. Pissed off because they sorry. <laughs> uh, man, hey, you know what, man? This is I, I'm gonna address this. Two weeks ago. We was hearing how good the Giants were. They were on a roll. They, Eli's getting the ball out so quick on his four-step drop-back passes and just dinking, dunking people. And you got Shane Vereen running around like an animal. And, you know, they just going touchdowns out of wazoo. All of a sudden, the Eagles beat them, and now they're a sorry team. What the hell is going on here, man? Can no, the they team can't, they can't have like, Eagles fans getting happy, bro. That's what it is, bro. I, I, I understand that, but God dang, man. Like, you lose one game, and then they say you ain't a good team no more. Then they don't give you credit for the games that you did win. You know, God damn it, man. This league be fucking pissing me off. And then, you know, <laughs> not only is it about the Eagles, but it's something more about the Eagles than anything because they ain't giving us shit for no credit. And when we fucking beat Carolina this weekend, I hope y'all fucking eat a dick. Yeah, well, we can go ahead and get into that game. We can go ahead and get into that game. Then uh, I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna show my pick yet. Y'all gonna have to wait to the um uh, game. You come know who I'm going with already? Goddamn! I think this game could be won by either side now, though. This is this isn't just a flat a great out. The Panthers can blow these guys out. This isn't just the Eagles going to have a repeat performance. Like this is a this it's gonna be a game of right. chess to me. This is a man. You know what? I don't know who made this Sunday night game. Honestly, I don't. A couple of these games this week. Are really just like great games, but um, I don't know who gave us this matchup, man. But it was like, you know, even though you look at that three and three record for the Eagles, you look at it like, yeah, they can really get you on any given Sunday. Like you better come to play, and Carolina better come with you know, like they better come out because I mean, Philly really gonna come, bro. Like really, like um, Billy Davis, he really does game plan well for Cam Newton. We put a spy on him last year. That's when Connor Barwin was getting those scheme sacks, as you like to say. And um, I think he had like four against Cam last year mm-hmm. by himself. So it's like, this is going to be a great game. I know they angry about what happened to them last year. Cam is really hot. And I know the Eagles ready to upset something already. And they are going in here as the underdogs, no matter what people think. So this is about to be a great game. So I can't wait for Sunday night. Like, that's like good porn to me. <laughs> I ain't lying, boy. <laughs> I ain't kidding, man. Oh man, that day. This is hey, man. I'm just telling you. That's how day. You know, how I it's just, just switched up from using the word slobber knocker sometimes. You know, <laughs> and that's that word though. That's we, that word, bro. We started using the word slobber knocker for like every podcast. All right, we changed up that time. But anyway, this is a great game, and I hope everybody tunes in. You got no choice. It's the only game on at a time. So. <laughs> Um, another game, I think this is going to be a little under the radar game, though, but I think this game is relevant for a reason, in my opinion, because, um, Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Minnesota Vikings, they're getting ready to face a stretch in their schedule where they're 3-2 and two right now. 
they have a chance to be fa- they they have a chance to be looking at seven and two in about a month. This is who they're gonna be playing over the next month. They got the Detroit Lions on Sunday, then they have the Chicago Bears, the St. Louis Rams, and the Oakland Raiders before they get they host the Green Bay Packers at home on the twenty second of November. Mm-hmm. If they win all these games right now, which these are all they they're gonna be favored in all these games. They're better than all the teams they're gonna be facing. Right. And like even at, uh, as a three and two team right now, I don't have a true read on them because they haven't been put into the into the to the like spotlight on like really. They've been like quietly like okay, we saw them like are they a good we, team? Like we saw them or... get fucked up against the Forty ers on which, the first game. Of I the think season. that was necessary because they was getting that hype, bro. I, I right. was hyping them. They right. was getting some strong hype. I mm-hmm. think that game might have just been necessary. Like all right, y'all. Let's calm down. This this ain't gonna I, be the year. I was doing the same thing. I was like, "Yo, the Vikings is about to be dangerous." They got AP back. Everybody was excited for AP to come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like Teddy Bridgewater. Everybody put those high expectations on Teddy Bridgewater. So, and you was expecting for them to be like taking the league by storm this year. But I sure, mean, that sure was. Yeah. And then I had to remember, like, okay, and once the season starts and you're watching, and you remember, like. He's still only in his second year. I'm a dumbass. I, I I sit here and get upset about all the expectations there are with Andrew Luck and whatnot, and I sat here and did it to another guy. So right. that was my fault. So. And then and then it's sometimes I think to myself and I say, you know what? Some of these teams are just who they are. Like mm-hmm. the Vikings are who the Vikings are. Like the Titans are who the Titans are. The Jaguars are who the Jaguars are. Like some of these teams just have a reputation for fucking being sorry. But with AP on your team, you always got a chance. So, but I'm sorry. With a good defense, you always have a chance, and that's what they have. They have a good defense, but I'm going with uh Detroit. I'm going with Detroit on this one. The reason behind that one is ain't no way in the hell y'all letting the brother down, man. Ain't no way in hell they gonna let Jim Caldwell get fired like that. I mean, he's part of a dying breed of black coaches right now. Ain't he's no making them look bad, bro. He's making them look bad, bro. Ain't no you got way. Mike Tomlin out here winning games. You got Ty Balls out here winning games. You got Jim Carl out here making motherfuckers look bad. Lovey Smith too, but Lovey Smith got left, bro. He been he been doing his thing for a little minute, bro. Like I, I actually watched a little bit of that um that game against Chicago last week and uh Calvin Johnson's I saw some really some really got nice things um for him. Mm-hmm. He looked like he got a little bit of things rolling. I hope he continues you to, you know, trend up because honestly Earlier today, I was kind of questioning myself, like, is is he really the same old Megatron? Well, I don't know, man. Look, you six <laughs> five, and you and motherfuckers are you that much bigger than everybody, so they got to grab you by your ankles and hit yeah, you in ankles I, and I knees. Finally, You're I not finally, gonna be the same. I finally got to that point where I was questioning myself, like, is Megatron still the same Megatron? I mean, man, you know, it just doesn't seem like it. But um, I saw some good things from last week. Um, Golden Tate. I drafted you on my fantasy team. You were riding the bench the whole season. You are a bum. You really did fumble that goddamn. Um, he fumbled that damn catch. I don't know if that should have been touched. That was an interception. It wasn't like, even a fumble. It was just an right, interception. Right. It was an interception. Really. No, not an interception. It was a, yeah, interception. Interception. Yeah, fumble. it got knocked out of something like it was like yeah. a bang bang play. And like Calvin Johnson said, nobody really knows the catching rules in this league. So <laughs> yeah, he's done got fucked by that. Yeah. So nobody really knows the, the rules, but. Like I said, man, there's no way in the world y'all going to let Jim Caldwell get fired because that's where I really see them going right now. So I picked them this week. I mean, I picked a lot of bizarre picks. That's why I'm kind of behind everybody else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully it works out for me this week. Right, you know, moving on to the next game. You prepare for Tom Brady the same way you prepare for Kirk Cousins? 
Word. But that's what uh basically what safety Marcus Gilchrist of the New York Jets had to say. Um, you know, talking to the USA Today Sports Thursday uh, at the team facility. Well, um, I would have to hear, I would have to hear those words in context. In context, literally, he said when talking about Tom Brady, they asked him, "How do you get? How do you prepare to face uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game? You prepare the same way you prepare for Kirk Cousins, and continue. You don't change. Um, you don't change. It's like turning the light switch on and off because it's a different person." Kirk Cousins could have easily come out there last week and we could have not played sound football and not been where we were supposed to be. He could have looked the same way like Brady. And that's what they're saying. He's saying it's less about the quarterback. You have to do your job like, yeah. if you execute. Because, you know, um, right. Right. Sheldon Richardson also made some comments and basically said, if we execute, this is another win for us. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they they have that much confidence Man. in their defense. Yeah, this is, this is one of those games I'm, like, really excited to see, too, just because... Like these teams, this is a rivalry game, divisional game. Um, they really don't like each other. Like they going back and forth, players talking trash, and and they're tweeting out butt fumble pictures and shit like that. They like they doing corny shit like that for the Patriots side. But um, like this is a good game, and um, man, it's like in your power rankings, something you had them at six, and you had uh, the Patriots at like what three, two, uh, three, three. So I mean, man, this is they wanted to. I think this Top is also teams. the only matchup of uh, winning teams over the weekend, too. Could be. Because it's a lot of 3-3 three and three versus winning teams or losing right. teams, but right. it's no, like, just two over 500 teams. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is a good game right here. Um, man, I, I got oh, I got the Jets going and winning this game right here. I think I'm actually at the road with the Jets, too. Um, yeah. You know, something's funny to me that – you know, you can take Rex out of New York when it comes to facing the Patriots, but Rex still going to run his mouth and get that ass whooped by the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember Sheldon Richardson, he's made comments. You've been hearing the comments. Like, he's still his old self. He's still confident. Um, you, you have to wonder, like, let's let's see if this is a different Jets team because Todd Bowles mm-hmm. ain't about that talking. He's not going to be in the media sitting and telling you nah. what we're going to get out there and do. You have to see that shit. So, like, I'm real interested to see this game. Like, because, you know, the Jets played them pretty closely last year. And this was with less talent. But they those were two close but great games. The Thursday night game and the Sunday afternoon game. Both I mean, great games. hey, man. I'm pretty sure it was plenty of games where, I mean, plenty of, plenty of days where uh, that guy Revis was picking off Tom Brady in practice. And it's about to look exactly the fucking same. Is it going to be a Revis or Edelman, hopefully? <laughs> That's what you're hoping? Yeah, hope like, it'll be just like that. But I mean, hey, it can happen. I mean, hey, I mean, this is a team that I feel like Revis was one of the big reasons why the Patriots absolutely were, was. were they who they were last year. That defense, and now yeah. that team got them, and that defense is really legit, even though they had that bye week and we kind of like forgot mm-hmm. about them. They came back the next weekend. I mean, they allowed that team. And honestly, Revis is playing some of the best football I, I would want to say since 2008, 2009. Like, I mean, Revis is looking like the old Revis, man. I mean, the numbers. He's putting up the, the – I mean, not only is his impact on the field, but he's getting interceptions. Well, like he hasn't given he's, up more than 10 yards yeah, since like, like week two, bro. Like he's balling. And then you got – I mean, hey, fuck Cromartie because, I mean well, – Cromartie a bum. We're we, we not going to talk about this man on the 50-yard yeah, line, he, bro. <laughs> that man days, gets no love for It's nothing him, good, bro. man. He, he's good some days and – But we but we can talk about the fact that this D-line – when you throw they in got, having Sheldon Richardson coming back now, being that uh, with Leonard Williams being that fourth guy with them sharing the snaps, I already sent you my picks. Just read that shit. Damn motherfuckers. Hey, but my thing is, I'm gonna throw out a, a little fun stat right here that I heard earlier. 
Um, Tom Brady is getting the ball out at a quick 2.7 seconds per play. Of course, play. when you throw it to the fucking flats every <laughs> other play. I'm just saying, can y'all, can you, can that, as deadly as that pass rush is, can they get a pass rush on Tom Brady if you're throwing the ball that fast? Uh, we gonna find now, out. Now, Julius Edelman, I'm pretty sure he just dislocated one of his damn fingers. That shit, that shit had him have playing a horrible game on Sunday after right. he did that it shit. It really could be bothering him, and I know that's his man. That's his go-to guy. I mean, besides Gronk, don't get me wrong, but if you only have to worry about Gronk, because I don't really think Amadola is that big of a, a target or um, what is his name? That, um, the, the the guy from the Texans. That oh, they Keyshawn got. Martin. Yeah, Keyshawn Martin. Or, I don't, and I think Brandon LaFell is back now. Uh, oh, I I think he he's he he's uh, eligible to come off the pup list, the pup list. But I don't know if he has yet. Yeah. So I mean, man, this is a game, man. This is about to be a game. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Todd Bowles is a great coach. I feel like Belichick is. The he's coach. the great coach. Yeah, that's what it like is. The coach, like you want to mm-hmm. be like Belichick. So I mean, man, this is about to be a good game. I'm going with the Jets, though, man. Same. Hoping. Um, let me throw this last part in there, and right. then I'm gonna let you go. Hoping Brandon Marshall stops fucking fumbling. He got a real bad fumbling problem. Wait, he he's made not even just the fumbles. He's had some drops. I don't have the I don't have. Let me pull up the actual drop numbers though. But he's made some. Um, it's the fact that he's made some really bad plays, but he's also making some really great plays to cover it up. Exactly. But man, like and, he's a hey. And another thing, boy, I'm, I'm kind of wearing my mind at. I didn't put on my picks, but hey, shout out Chris Ivory. Honestly, in my opinion, behind Le'Veon Bell, this guy is number two this Ooh, year. I mean, stumping mud holes in people. And he got that speed. He'll run you over and he'll get out there and open See, his problem has always been health. Like, with, yeah. look at everything that he's... Well, when you go back to the Saints, Saints fans have been sitting here saying, yeah, we've been there. He could do that. He just can't stay healthy. Bro. He hasn't... He's not played a full season since exactly. high school, bro. Man, if you, you gave this man a full season, man, I mean, Bro, he, he I mean, it was, like, it was times when they was, they was playing the Redskins last week. I would just see him just like, just like running through three people and just breaking for like a 30 yard run or something like that. No, speaking Crazy. of running through shit, bro, somebody tell Eddie Lacy to stop running through drive throughs, bro, because this man is fucking fat, bro. I'm sorry, bro. bro, bro he's like, fat, dude, bro. he's been fat for years. That nigga, he fat, he fat as hell now. I, I was thinking about that, like, if Eddie Lacy went on, like, that Le'Veon Bell diet that Le'Veon Bell did when he took, he lost all that weight and became, like, the best running back in the league right now, mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy probably could do the same thing, but I mean, yo, I'm, I'm he's starting to get, like, um, Mike Daniels side. They can put his ass right beside Mike Daniels and you probably wouldn't even know the difference, bro. He is big, bro. I mean, they like big backs because James Starks ain't no little guy either now. But... I mean, James Starks still be... He be boogie. He getting a little boogie out there, bro. Like, yeah, but then, I mean... He's sorry. I, obviously, I'm not saying that he should replace Eddie Lacy because exactly. he's, still, he's still not better than the fat ass You gotta check Lacey, out the, like last year. I mean, he was... Eddie Price. Slow start last year and then... Yeah, he's he's built for the second half of the season, under, you know? but like he's just he he's built for the long haul. Like Le'Veon Bell's another bat that's built for the long mm-hmm. haul. Some running backs are just it built gets, for the second half of the season. It, it gets cold outside, and he's that guy that you gonna go to. When defense, they didn't they tired. Their bodies don't worn down from mm-hmm. the first half of the mm-hmm. season. So yeah, man. I mean, I ain't got nothing against him. I know fantasy owners are pissed because he's probably been the biggest fantasy disappointment so far. Oh, one of them. Now, C.J. Anderson has been like he. he Peyton Manning's Peyton probably Manning been the biggest. Was, hold on, hold on, pause. Because hold on, Eddie Lacy is some people. It was a lot of people out there that was drafting Eddie Lacy like 
This is my number one pick. CJ, ooh, that was stupid on their part. Like CJ Anderson, I don't think a lot of people. He was getting, like, he was getting gone in like the end of the first round. But Peyton Manning has been a bigger disappointment. Because people, they're so scared to let him go. But that's the worst part. Like, you got Peyton on your team, but it's like, do I want to drop him? Because it's like, I know he oh, ain't yeah. doing shit, but he's he's capable of doing it any minute. You should have been though. started Joe Flacco anyway when you had Joe But Flacco, Flacco been pretty damn assy this year, too. Yeah, but man. Flacco's putting up better, better fantasy numbers. Fantasy numbers, numbers yeah. Than, yeah. Uh, you don't have to be a good quarterback like, to be a exactly. fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Fantasy is so much different from goddamn uh, real football. Mm-hmm. But... Tank, you should have been had um, started Joe Flacco. That was done by you. Like I said, that one week he had that one week he had like the whole team was hurt and he had like Demarco Murray on the bench and had like eighteen and whatnot. Like you wasn't even paying attention that week. (laughs) Well, moving on to the next game, we're gonna talk about a couple more. uh, The Monday night game, the Cardinals and the Ravens. The Cardinals coming off of a, a, another less than inspiring performance against the Steelers. They put up a lot of yards, but didn't score no points. Right. Um, John Brown, turnovers. absolutely. Yeah, the, the two picks, oh, John Brown turnovers. got smacked and uh, had fumbled the ball. Exactly. But now uh, they're going up against a, a secondary that's even worse than the Steelers. Probably the worst secondary in all of football. And uh, with this, really just a two-headed monster because Michael Floyd is really not that good. He's just there. He's just a part of the offense. They're looking to get rid of him. Um, John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald are just destroying secondaries each week. And it's like, obviously, somebody's got to deal with Jimmy Smith. And Jimmy Smith has actually seemed to take a step back from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no other corner. So, like, who do you think is going to have the better uh, performance this weekend? Cardinals. No, no, no I'm, I'm talking about either John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald. Oh. Because remember, John Brown went for 196 oh. last week. Yeah. And I saw Larry doing y'all asses in. He was. I mean, boy. Still got the dub, though. Um, yeah, y'all is. did. Are we going to talk about the Steelers Chiefs next, but yeah, let's keep um, with this one. I mean, boy, John Brown or against y'all? No, well, against Ravens. Against, mm, against the Ravens, man. Shit. I'm going with John Brown. I, I go with I go with uh, John Brown might have the yards, but Larry will get the touchdowns. Fair enough, fair enough. I think like you know Larry leads the league in like splash plays, the, the twenty plus yardage uh, plays. I think he has like eleven or twelve of them already. Yeah, I think he's actually the leading receiver in touchdowns right now too. Is he? I don't know. I think he is. In receiver, one in game, touchdowns, one yeah. game he had like three. I think he leads in touchdowns. Uh, touchdowns, yeah. he has six. Him and uh, James Jones are tied. Okay. Um, receiving yards. Oh, James Jones. Fucking God. DeAndre I Hopkins. I wish I would have picked his ass up. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins leads the league in receiving yards. Yeah. Julio second. It's crazy that uh, Antonio Brown, who was at one point, he was on pace for 2,600 yards. <laughs> he was on like The first two games, he had 300 yards, I think. I told you already, already by like the end of the year, he'd be the fifth best receiver in the league. Yeah, hell no. When Ben come back. <laughs> I mean, according to PFF, uh, bro, PFF still has him ranked number two right now. And this is with him barely being able to do anything the last couple weeks. Yeah. Left-handed quarterback didn't help either. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, you know what, Vic? Uh, this this is gonna come from this is gonna come from the heart, man. Cause you know what? Done, a lot like, of us, hold on, we ain't even we ain't even finished talking about the Cardinals, man. We can get right. to the Steelers in a minute. God damn. Man, I'm picking the Cardinals, obviously. I ain't picking the Ravens. Oh, okay, okay. We just so I say like that. <laughs> I'm about right, right, yeah, what, the Cardinals, what are we gonna talk about for the Ravens? They bounced back after tough losses. Um, 
I mean, that secondary, I know Tyron Matthew was fucking pissed after that game. Um, so I'm yeah, about to, He should be goddamn fucking Martavis <laughs> Bryant. He blew, he blew exactly. both of the tackle on it's that like, how, how the fuck can they not tackle in them last see, few minutes? What was fucked up is, so, A.B. was in the slot. You got Patrick Peterson on A.B. in the slot, and you got Tyron Matthew and Martavis Bryant on the outside. I don't know about you guys, but something just tells me that should be the opposite way around. Right. It just made no sense. Tyron Matthew doesn't play outside at all. He's a safety, and when he comes down to play corner, he works in the slot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That and was he just... killed them. It was, it was like the yards after catch. It's like he's zooming through red jerseys. Bro. It was about 70-something yards after like, the catch. Wow. Little 13 yards. Like, how do you do that, bro? Like, it was like caution cones in the middle of the street, and he was just like going right through each one of them, bro. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to watch. But, yeah, they got to bounce back. They normally do. Um wouldn't even be surprised if they just put a forty burger on these guys. Oh yeah, you know anyway. <laughs> I think I think this is gonna be nasty. It's a yeah. nasty yeah. ugly Chris game. Johnson, Flacco gets picked off twice. Yeah. yeah, this is this is gonna be one of them games. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even want to go into detail about the Steelers Chiefs game because it's not too much to talk about. Um, yeah, y'all playing a mediocre ass Chiefs. Not team. even mediocre. They got one win. They're underachieving, disappointing Chiefs team. <laughs> With, they, uh, they can't run the ball. They have uh, no running back. No running back now. Now Davidson fell out of favor there. Sean Kendrick West is not. You had a wide receiver, anything. Jeremy Macklin. He has been concussed, and now he. You got there. Travis Kelsey. They gonna they gonna channel in on Travis Kelsey. So that's got. that exactly. I mean, they can try to use DeAnthony Thomas, but he's another playmaker. He's not a sustaining uh, drive. Do they still got that guy, Jason Avant. I yeah. mean, he has some... What has Jason Avant ever really done, bro? He got hands, though. He can at least get you a little 10-yard dig route every now and then. You know? That's about it. I, I mean, I ain't saying he's going to sit out here going and blow the top off of y'all or nothing like oh, that. Oh, we know that. But a little <laughs> dig route, of course he can do that. They like the dink and dunk. So that's what Look, I'm if, saying. If, we, if, if the Steelers get up on the Cardinals early, and you make them... And it's not the Cardinals, the Chiefs, to the point they can't run the ball, Alex Smith has to throw. As long as you tackle, you're He's good. He's doomed. He's doomed. And and the thing is, is like, okay, if you had Jeremy Macklin, maybe you could try some shots downfield on the secondary, on the still secondary. But man, I wouldn't even do that shit, just because your arm ain't very strong, guy. So yeah, man, y'all, man, that game wasn't even worth talking about, man. We know y'all about to win that shit. It don't mm-hmm. matter who y'all quarterback is. You know, outside of the uh, there. Uh, Eric Berry in the secondary and Marcus Peters, but overall the, the, their pass defense is pretty shitty, and the, the secondary has been well, giving Marcus up a lot Peters of plays. Is definitely up there. He's boomer bust. He's been boomer bust. Nah, a lot because he gambles though. But it's like that's growing pains of being a rookie cornerback. But well, makes, that, I mean that's just some people's playing style too. They like to jump routes and. No, he pays. He has to pay for it a lot. Like yeah, he, he has, he's giving them more plays than he's he made does. plays. He does. But he's young, though. I'm cool with that. Eric Berry, it's so good to hear, you know, just a year ago this man was fighting cancer, and now he's back on the field playing at an extremely high level. Great story. Justin uh-huh. Houston's always a beast. He's going to get out the levels back there. But the love stops right there. Ali. I mean, Tom Ali. Old. But, I mean, maybe he's still doing something. I mean, yeah. he's old. He, he didn't do much last year. He can get back there. But, man, yeah, this should be an easy game for y'all. Um. I actually need to look at the list real fast. Let me see. Oh, right, well, while he's looking at whatever he got to look at, I'm going to say this about Michael Vick, and this will probably be the last thing I got to say on this podcast. Michael Vick, 
many of us, we all grew up watching. You hear guys like even Le'Veon Bell talking about, I used to play with this man on Madden, now he's my damn quarterback. Like, you know, <laughs> this is just what we grew up on. Michael Vick, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, man, that man was like a superhero to me. Like, he was just like man, an man. out of this world video game he character. Fucking wears damn tennis shoes and shit. <laughs> yeah, this man was out there playing in tennis shoes, bro. He, exactly, a lot of times bro. he didn't even have on cleats. Man gave us shoes, bro. We loved them in the hood, bro. But now that we look back, we can look back on it. And say this man was probably the most overrated, one of the most overrated players in NFL history. And it's just that he never really, uh, success wise, like, all right, you know, the Falcons went to the NFC Championship in 04. You know, him, Warwick Dunn, Jim uh, Moore, the guy at UCLA, was the head coach mm-hmm. that year. Uh, there was uh, the, the 2010 year with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, what has he really done? Like, you know that 2010 year was the only year he ever completed 60% of his passes? Yo, 2010, he really was like, Tom Brady won the MVP that year, but he really was like second in that conversation. Yeah, because Tom Brady threw 39 touchdowns, four picks. And then, then later, I mean, but he was on a roll. He was throwing picks. I mean, he came and blew up. He was like Randall Cunningham 97. That's, that's mean, the type of thing it was. That was the same season he blew the Redskins out on Monday night. The same year they had came back on the Giants. And another thing, yo, they were talking about um how bad the NFC East has been for the past few years, which I can't even like make an argument about that shit because yeah, I have, NFC least. I remember at one point in time where we were like the premier division in the damn NFL. <laughs> in the fucking eighties and nineties, bro. Well, nah, because I was alive and watching football when we was, the division was really, really kind of like... In the mid-2000s, bro, the Redskins still weren't good. The Cowboys weren't good except for that two-year stretch, like 06 and 07. But the Eagles was great, though. Yeah, I was... Yeah. So... I disagree with that. Yeah. But, um, as always, you know, follow us on Twitter on the 50-yard line. Check yeah. out the website. Got the picks coming soon. We, uh... Try to keep the content coming as much as possible on the website. So just always check. Uh, if you got an iPhone, you can bookmark us and add us to your home screen so that way it's easier. It'll just pop up. Um, yeah, so uh, as always, yeah. it's your boy. I was going to say something else. I forgot now. But it's Dane. What? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of something, you know, like... Uh, I mean, any shout-outs, somebody you want to see do good this week, something like that, you know? Uh, I want my team to win. <laughs> yeah, quite <laughs> frankly. fucking given, man. God damn. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish I could play a hurt-ass Chiefs team. I heard it. Excuse They were sorry with Jamal Charles. I don't even want to hear that shit. Oh, my God. At least you gave him a little bit of hope with him. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, all them years of him being the offense, like, it's finally caught up to the ass. Like, uh. It's just not a good team. The offensive line is pretty bad, too. Like right. Eric Fisher, you just ready to see James. Anyway. All right, man. Um, Yeah, man. Just go out here and ball. Do your thing this week. Great games. Watch the games. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to y'all. Hopefully. Sunday night, hopefully. Exactly. Sunday night. No, it's going to definitely happen because I'll make sure it happens. All right, man. OTFYL, we out. We out.